Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do you get? When you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Room. Welcome to Couch and the Room, Graham Couch, Jason Nick, our Friday show. Answering your Groovy Donut Twitter questions presented by our friends at Groovy Donuts. If you are a live listener, apologize for the slightly delayed start. I'm going to blame you. There were that many Twitter questions. They're that good. And we are going to get to them shortly. So, how's that, Jason? How you doing? I was doing good until I saw Jennifer Hammond tweet out about 35 minutes ago. An interesting moment before Friday's Lions practice. As Matt Patricia gathered his team and presented a football to team owner Sheila Fordham. What game ball? Well, it's from the only win, right? They got one win. Oh, they're going to fall for it, too. If you had a job that that paid you more than a million dollars and you thought you were going to lose it, yeah. Would you not present whatever sort of bullshit you needed to to your a boss? thousand percent. I'm not mad at Patricia for doing it. <laughs> what scares me is that the Sheila Ford Hamp and the Ford family is going to fall for it. That's what I'm mad at. I don't, I'm not mad at Patricia whatsoever. And he's going to get paid no matter what. Right. A buyout or whatever. But yeah, it's just, there we go. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just typical lines. Just, they smack you in the face at every angle. And hopefully it's just, I don't know, they're, that. Jennifer Hammond looked like she was a far distance away, and maybe we'll get a better explanation, and hopefully it's just misinformation. But if you're giving out a game ball to the owner's daughter or whatever. I got you. God. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, we've got, a, we've got a great show because you guys have delivered. You can tell football season and basketball season are coming around. It feels like there are questions people have been saving up during the middle of the pandemic when they're mowing their lawn in the middle of the summer going, this sucks, life sucks, and boom, they are here. Uh, great batch of Twitter questions. Again, presented by Groovy Donuts. And beginning today, Friday, uh, all weekend, Caramel Apple Monster Donuts. Available at Groovy Donuts. Go to GroovyDonuts.com to place your order. Also, Groovy Donuts, their masks are in their Groovy Donut mask. Uh, it's a pretty cool mask. White mask, a little purple outline of the donut with a Groovy Donut symbol. Go to GroovyDonuts.com uh, if you want to purchase one of those. Uh, and, and also two locations uh, Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing and on West Grand River Avenue in Williamston. 
All right, are you ready for these Twitter questions? Let's do it. Eric Schultz uh, uh, first, of course. Any thoughts on MSU minus 11 and a hook next weekend and Michigan plus two, or is the Big Ten a stay-away week in week one? I mean, it should be a stay-away because week one should always be a stay-away, but it won't be for most of us because we've been dying for Big Ten football for so long. Uh, but 11 and a half Rutgers. That's insanity. It's too much, you that's think? That's insanity. I, I think it's definitely going to be lower than that. I mean, it's betonline.ag or whatever, and they come out with some different lines. And But it's a, a reputable place that you can bet games. Sure. Online. And if you like Rutgers, I would grab that number now. I, I'm thinking about doing a all-underdog Big Ten parlay. I just think the underdog, I just don't know how you can make Michigan State an 11.5-point favorite against anyone right now. So I... My take would not be the underdog parlay. I would be inclined, depending on the money lines eventually, to take all the underdogs separately on the money line, there you go. knowing that if you just needed to hit one, if you hit two, you're definitely going to make money. Because that may happen. But I, what numbers are is Vegas going to give you on those money lines? That's a good question. Any worth your while? Are they going to make it difficult? I mean, I, I applaud them for putting out numbers so we can talk about it, but I just think 11 and a half. When well, nobody other than Mel Tucker, who kind of knows something about his team, and we know Rutgers is probably going to be bad, but I just man, here's that's the a thing: lot of the year Michigan State went three and nine, they beat Rutgers like forty five nothing or something. I mean, the, sure. the, the only once in the last four years when Michigan State's been playing mediocre football, would they not have covered that spread? But this is a different season. It's a different year with a pandemic, and no one knows what's going on. It, it, I just, it just seems a little heavy to me. It's two. It's two first year coaches, first game. Yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't take Rutgers though on that line. I wouldn't. I you know. I, I there's no way in hell. After what I've seen from Rutgers, and, and I think Shiano will get that program going a little bit, but I I wouldn't take Rutgers right now. Michigan plus two at Minnesota is interesting because Minnesota's uh, that really to me is a toss up game, and I don't feel great about any of it. It feels like a fair line. I think Michigan as a dog is never a bad play, especially against a team that's. Not a perennial power that's coming off a good year that I think is going to be pretty decent. But I, I don't know. I, they're both stayaways for me. Uh, stay away from MSU because I cover them, and they're just a stay away. I, if I if I were to lean one way or another, though, I'd I'd take I put I I'd take MSU eleven and a half. And Wisconsin, what there is seventeen and a half point favorite against Illinois next uh, Friday. Yeah, I don't hate Illinois there. I don't hate it either. That's what I mean. I mean, I think there's money to be made if you think about it. Or there's right? money potentially to be made. It may go against you. This may all be correct that these teams are that much better. But I, I guarantee you, nobody knows. Not Vegas, not anybody yet. And that's why, I mean, there's always danger for Vegas in these early weeks that, that somebody they get a bad line and somebody piles on. I'm not saying it should be a three-and-a-half point spread the Michigan State Rutgers. I just see 11-and-a-half is just crazy. I mean, we don't know that's who not. Michigan State's starting quarterback is. No. No. And we don't know what kind of offensive line they'll have or if their secondary can hold up. We don't know that much about, you know, but I think, and, and there won't be fans. It's going to be a weird dynamic for those teams, too. That That, that is a real deal. I mean, you would not, you do not get the benefit of that. You think about it, this is a season with, with a, a packed house. And... Um, you're opening the season, even though Rutgers is usually at the end of the year and it's a less than half less than full crowd and it's hunting season and nobody's excited about it if it were an opener people would be into it sure be a packed house and uh you don't get that benefit all right next one from eric why do people tend to talk about the john l smith years the worst era of msu football i mean yeah it sucked and he was terrible but my god the bobby williams era was way bigger of a disaster yeah i mean bobby williams 
Well, yeah, it was a complete disaster. But the John L. Smith years, I mean, he actually had some decent competitive football teams. I mean, they, there's a reason the collapse against Ohio State was so frustrating for people. Is they were actually putting it on Ohio State on the road in that game. He had some good football going on. I, I, it just it, it didn't work. But I think that the way he did not connect with people when he said you had to have a gimmick offense basically because you'd never be able to physically compete with those teams was was a place he lost people. And then there's you know game management teams that the blow leads just didn't work. And, and, and it also, I mean, because of that style of offense they played then you have all sorts of weird records in the record books, like Matt Trannon still like the all time leader receiver per game or in, in receptions because they threw the ball 748 times. And he's not the best. He was not even in the top. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's not in the top 10 though to play at MSU. Not even close. And I, I think most Michigan state fans, believe both were a clusterfuck it's just i've never heard them both compared i think if most people had a vote they would vote the bobby williams yeah. era pretty perlis there were you know there were disastrous years i mean there's a lot of you know there's been a lot of bad spartan football played over a lot of years that's how michigan built what it is all right next one from eric schultz is jason ready to play the spin zone music i feel like msu football season last year was when it made its appearances <laughs> most often Caution. You, you are about, about to enter, enter the spin zone, zone. Okay, something. So so here's the thing about this year. I'm gonna spin the spin. All right. Is I feel like this year it won't be spin because expectations are too low for it. It'll be if you're if you're saying something positive about something that didn't go well. It'll be looking at things in a positive light because you could easily look at things in a negative light. It's trying to take the positive on something. It's different than when you have high expectations, things don't go well. That's when spin truly happens. When you're not a great team and you're trying to pick parts to talk about that are positive, I don't think there's anything spinny about that as long as you also talk about the realities of the other side. Sure. And both teams, you know, they, they're both teams are coming in and they're solid. I mean, the quarterback play for both teams. I, it, it's just you know, to do one with team could win. Okay. And the other yeah. team, I don't know. It's just up in the air. You know, Rutgers, it's, it wouldn't shock me if Rutgers won that game. But yeah. if Michigan State, you know, wins it, it's what we expect. I, 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 in fairness, I do do that analysis, the both sides analysis sometimes. This was not that. I understand. Next one from Eric Schultz was Romo saying, you got to hope it's just a cramp as Dak's foot was literally facing the wrong direction. The dumbest thing an announcer has ever said. I didn't see that live. Is that what he said? I didn't hear Holy it. Holy crap. I did not see that. That's a bad for now in, in defense. No, the you way he spin it. Are you going to spin it? No, you <laughs> are about to enter the spin zone. There's no defense. With no no, no. While well, he's watching it from a TV up somewhere. So Dak was amazingly calm for the moment. And and he kind of reached down like a cramp or Achilles. Like you, the way his foot was facing, if that was me, like the screaming initially would have been so loud and so horrific that they wouldn't even continue the game because the players would have freaked out by that alone. And so the, how calm Dak was, if you didn't see the foot, if you didn't process it, and he should have taken probably a minute to process it, I can understand why Dak's reaction would have led that to until you actually saw the way the foot was was headed yeah but you know when you have an injury like that you're just kind of numb and you don't yeah. realize it until you're like on the cart or in the locker room well, it's or something like, like that it's like was it terrell dort for michigan state and what 2001 ish around there for at wisconsin you know i forget the name of his teammate and forgive me for that um for michigan state jumped on him and jumped on him because he didn't want dort to look down yeah. <laughs> at his foot you I know i mean that. and, and that's uh, you know, so that stuff can be really, I mean, 
It can take a minute to process. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Up next, Dominic, when I promised to erase 2009 Graham from existence, how do we feel about Ohio State (laughs) minus 1,800 against Nebraska in Columbus next week? I don't love it. And I'll t- I don't love openers of these these giant 2009 Graham picks because here's the deal. We think Ohio State's going to be really, really good. I don't know what Nebraska's going to be this year. Well, you'd, I, I would not want to money line play? I mean, I can understand that, against the spread. No, that's what he's talking about. The I, I understand. Pick. I'm yeah. just talking. But I'm saying is if you're going to go a point spread, I could understand you're you know, worried about that. But a money line bet, I think I would lay that. But here's the thing. The money line play is 1,800 to win 100. Right. I mean, can you imagine a close game in the second half if you got 1,800 riding on it? That's a nice sweat. Oh, that's a really good sweat. It's a really good sweat. That's what wrestlers ought to do. Instead of sleeping down in a, like near a boiler room in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a plastic bag or whatever it is wrestlers do to lo- drop weight, sure. you want to drop weight, you want to cut weight, just make really bad money line uh, bets with the favorite. Yeah. You will sweat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Uh, Dominic with this one. Why wouldn't the Bears make a play on Le'Veon Bell? You have huge questions offensively. You lost Tariq Cohen. You have plenty of cap space. Those frugal bastards never spend, and that's why they are what they are, a perennial 7-9 and nine team with a random 12-4 and four season that's never built upon. Yeah, I thought he fit there. I mean, I think he's going to be real good in Kansas City. Jeez, um, Kansas City's – I mean, the good news is where this would be frustrating is if the Lions, like, were Super Bowl contenders. You'd be like, boy, that doesn't make that easier trying to win something. But the Lions aren't winning anything, so I don't have any gripes about Kansas City looking amazing. That doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Uh, and the Lions never do anything like that anyway. Now, next one from Dominic. Why do I see so many teams trying to do or uh, die deep balls on third and short yardage? Find the sticks and extend the drive, you fucking idiots. It pisses me off. I haven't noticed it becoming a theme. I haven't noticed it. I don't know what game Dominic was watching. but One that he lost money on. I I'm think. guessing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it, I can understand coaching decisions that – yeah, when you lose money, uh, it can drive you nuts for But what's for worse, it, one of those plays on third and short and throwing a deep ball, or it's third and nine and they run a six-yard play. I, it's like a wide receiver too. under for six yards, yeah. nowhere near the first down mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one from Dominic Jason. I'm running low on Halo Sports uh, drink, and I'm hoarding. Graham said reinforcements were on their way, so every day I run to my porch <laughs> with grand excitement. But it's just Amazon packages for my cash happy fiance. Does he want me to drink Powerade like some kind of fucking derelict? <laughs> no, no. I it should be. I, they have they have your info. I hope it's there any day. I will check in. I will send an email and and uh, I sent them all together at the end of the month. So I apologize if yours was early in the month, but um, they they have them. So if if it does not arrive, let me know. But I will I will check on those. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Next one from Dominic. Joe Biden went from a minus one sixty to a minus one seventy after the town hall debates. At what point is it safe to pound the Biden money line? So this is important here, and I want everybody to listen. There are two different ways to look at this election from a gambling perspective and from a life perspective. Nobody should ease up on thinking things are ever done in an election. We we learned that in two thousand sixteen. You it doesn't you shouldn't we get shouldn't stay home. It shouldn't stay home no matter what you think about anything. Everybody should vote. It should be a national requirement. I mean, we should. Everybody should have a voice. But from a gambling perspective, hammer Biden now because minus one sixty, minus one seventy. 
It, the, 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 that's still good value for what should be a win. Yeah, you could have what happens in 2016 happen. You lose money. You won't lose as much money as I lost on Hillary Clinton. And the odds weren't anywhere near as good, and I thought that was a sure thing. 160 to 170, given where the polls are, is still great value. Hammer it. And uh, and if I were a Republican, I would hammer that. You have to separate your emotion. And actually, if I were a Republican, I'd be voting Joe Biden. But I mean, if, even if I were a Trump supporter, I would be hammering Joe Biden because that's sort of like, uh, my guy didn't win, but hell, I got a few extra hundred bucks. How early did you get in on the Hillary Clinton thing? Because I tell you, if you would have went to Silver Lake with me in 2016 and saw what I saw, you would have changed your mind because that's when I knew Trump was going to win in 2016. I, I, it, yeah, it was, it was uh, sorry, I was like minus 300 when I took her. Okay. So it was it was early enough that I didn't think there was any chance. It was... He must have just recently been the nominee. And I was like, <laughs> what do I have in this account? <laughs> Let's do that. All right, next up, Spartan 18870. Will Coach Tucker and his non-MSU staff bring the intensity to the MSU-Michigan rivalry as Coach D'Antonio did? Also, Graham, will you eat more candy than you pass out for Halloween? So I'm kind of bummed about this Halloween because I like, I, I, and I, hey, I don't know that there's going to be trick-or-treating. I, I think there might. It seems like a holiday that you could do safely in a pandemic. People are wearing masks. You're walking around outside. I don't know about the contact tracing, how easy that is if somebody gets it, though, because where did you go? Well, I went to these 94 houses. Oh, good. That's that's helpful. So I, I don't know what health departments are recommending and what people do, but the Michigan-Michigan State game is on Halloween this year, so there's just no way I'm going to be home pass out candy which stinks because we live in a neighborhood that's pretty good for it and um get a lot of a lot of kids tell the wife to the turn the lights off I've, I've done that before not you know i've done that turn the lights off on halloween so the question about tucker and we'll find out quickly um i mean y- you have to embrace that rivalry it's important you can't treat it just like any other game um but you don't also want to talk shit before you, you don't have a chance. Like uh, he may, know, I mean, like if you think about D'Antonio, where he started talking up that rivalry was after they lost, and countering what was being said about them, and then the next year backed it up. He didn't go into that first game talking crap, and so I think there is an intensity that needs to be brought. It's, it's a rivalry he needs to uh, do at least decently in. To keep people happy with them, um, What's but decently, I think if you're winning four out of ten at Michigan State, it takes away the ability for Michigan to just rub it in your face, and that's what you're looking for more than everybody would. You know, if you're a Michigan State fan, everybody would love to own their rival. That's in any fan base anywhere. But before you own your rival, you have to feel like the rivalry can't rub it in our face, and. After what Michigan State did under D'Antonio, where for a while they did own the rivalry, and now it's it's swung a little, that not, not much. At this point, if Michigan State plays anything close to 500, it's an even rivalry because Michigan Michigan State's done well enough, long enough, it, and and so I think that's what really needs to happen. That it, it, at some point he needs to win once in the first three years, and uh, and this year, you know, I don't think Michigan's going to be amazing. It's early in the season. I don't think it's impossible this year. I, I just don't have any idea what we're going to see from either team. Maybe maybe up next. Will Graham definitively definitively learn how to say A.J. Hoggard's name this year? Follow-up oh. odds on Graham stumbling in a presser on A.J. Hoggard's name now that he says it both ways reflexively. Oh, God. I mean, I would just take the one. AJ. 
I would. I, I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, AJ is his. Yeah, I actually might call him AJ. AJ is his name. Um, hog dog. Hog dog. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Or you could just say, hey, listen, man, I've been screwing your name up on our show here. Could you just tell me how to pronounce your name? Well, that's the problem is I can't even ask. Like, Izzo might screw it up. Izzo screws lots of words up. Mm. Izzo still says, you know, the white elephant in the room is this. Yeah, but is that a bit now? Or? No, Izzo has no, nobody's ever brought, uh, Izzo gets around. He calls the Champions Classic the Tournament of Champions every single year. Yeah, when you're a legend, you, have, you can get away with that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, there are lots of things that the English language is just not his, not his thing. Uh, maybe, maybe with this one. What is, what's Izzo's opinion generally on Zoom press conference and interviews? Steven Izzo doesn't have to help him connect to a network appearance from home, does he? If so, does Stephen A consider the service household chores? B get paid by MSU or C get college credit as a live-in grad assistant? Well, he hasn't graduated, so he can't be a grad assistant. Um, the Izzo did the Zoom press conference yesterday from the podium, so they're setting him up like an actual press conference now. And I don't know, because he could see us a little bit, so they must have a screen set up then for him, uh, how they're doing it there, uh, when they did that with Susie Merchant. And and um, he did say is like something like, am I on or I forget what he said initially. But, uh, so I, he, is, he is doing them that way. I, I don't think he loves it. Izzo is somebody who likes the connection. Izzo is somebody who likes um, being able to vent to media and even when he complains about it, he enjoys or at least sees the necessity in that stuff. So I, I'm, I don't think Izzo is actually going to enjoy this year with that. Levi Monday up next. Uh, who is the first off the bench this year for MSU basketball? Gabe Brown. Yes, and, and I'll tell you why. For a couple reasons. One, Izzo said he could be a starter. He could be as Morris Peterson. What Izzo is trying to do is set the tone right now for Gabe Brown to embrace being a sixth man even as a junior. And, I, and so he's setting up, you know, you could be this – Morris Peterson was a all Big Ten guy as a six man, or you could be, um, you could be this sort of renowned six man. And once he's trying to define that role with him, because if you look at the lineup and you, if you start Langford and you start Watts and you start Henry, you're probably not going to start Gabe Brown. But if you're going to have him have that role in the rotation, he's got to be the first in who he comes in for and how that looks. Though I, I don't know, I, my guess is it's it's Langford, but I could also see a scenario where Langford comes off the bench as a senior decides that's something he wants to do get you know it, it depends what's best for him best for them so there's a chance it's, it's Gabe Brown but it'll either be Gabe Brown or Langford I believe first in the game off the bench for MSU this year um, unless there's some situation with the big man screwing up and that becomes the thing next one from Levi a foster lawyer isn't a viable point guard this year is he off to the Mac next year I would I would think he would if 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 he does not find a role a regular role on this team I would think he would have to look at that sort of thing I don't know if he'd be a grad transfer or where that would and it looks like the other thing that's really fascinating is it looks like this year isn't going to count against eligibility winter athletes I believe are getting an extra year so he is going to have two more years of eligibility if he goes someplace so I, yeah I, I can see that happening. All right, this one from Levi Mundy and Mark Snyder. Once Big Ten football is going, are you boys going back, going to get back to shows five days a week? At some point, I think we will. Um, we are not going to this fall, and um, for for a few reasons. One, we, with the three day setup, it, it allows us. I, I don't know. We we do. It gives us a pretty good platform, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's. You know, a situation where we have to look at it. Maybe you go five, back to five days if some things work out. Yeah, so. there, there's some things in play that could allow it. The other thing that happened is when I didn't think anything was happening, I took on a little bit of a, a side project 
uh, this year um, that I thought was not going to coincide with football season, and uh, it, it it's a lot for me to pull off uh, five days a week that and the and the full time job at the LSJ. Mark Snyder with this question: Which college basketball basketball fan base did you feel the worst for last season? I have to go with Dayton as they had a true. Uh, Final Four contender, and most likely will never do it again. Also, Rutgers, who finally had a squad they could be proud of, and they were about to beat U of M in the Big Ten tournament. I feel horrible for Rutgers because, yes, they would have made the NCAA tournament, and that would have been a huge deal, but I think they'll get back there. Um, they, they play in the Big Ten. Dayton is the one. If I were a Dayton fan, I don't know that I'd ever get over it. I mean, they had a legitimate national championship contender. Screw Dayton. What about Michigan State? Yeah, but Michigan State's going to be back in contention yeah. this year. Wah. I'm Sorry, not saying they would have won it. I, I'm not saying there weren't lots of teams that got screwed by it. If I were Dayton, though, I would be angry at God. I, I don't imagine there are many uh, practicing uh, Christians that, who are Dayton fans anymore. You wouldn't be like Dak Prescott who snapped his leg and then thanked God afterwards on the car ride home? But no, if it was a physical injury, and I know God has my physical health, you know, I would be a little more rational. But if you just keeping my team out of the one chance ever to win a national title, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be an angry man. I'm, my soul is for sale. Mark Snyder with this one. Should all Lansing Public School athletes uh, been allowed to transfer to other schools without penalty? E- yes, I think so. Um, e- I'm mixed on this. Like, I don't – the MHSA is real strict on whether uh, – on, on – transferring for athletic purposes, and I don't think you should be. I, don't, I think if you can transfer to be part of a cool marching band or anything else, I don't think athletics should be something that's that's different than that in a lot of ways. Um, but it, it would have been a tough – they would have been already in the school year. Um, it, this was a tough year for a lot of ways. But, it, yeah, if I was – I would what I would have done is this. I would have done it on a case-by-case basis maybe this year, and certainly seniors who are playing – fall sports and that's their sport and and you got a senior football players and, and there are guys there who uh were gonna get a look d2 or whatever scholarship wise who might not now i i would have allowed them to go somewhere else Corey r ostrom up next after the time is oppressor what's your feel of the starting five the first two to three off the bench starting five is rocket watts um it's uh joshua langford aaron henry Joey Hauser, uh, and I would guess Marcus Bingham starts at the five at the beginning of the year, but I don't know that. All right, next one. And the first two or three, sorry, would be Malik Hall uh, and uh, Gabe Brown would be the first two off the bench and uh, not sure on the first big man. Corey, with this one, Rocky feels like the game one starter, but do you anticipate Theo Day and Peyton Thorne getting some meaningful reps against Rutgers as as well? So, Jason, I'll ask you this. If you – is if you're watching MSU, do you want to see Theo Day and Thorne play in that game regardless of what the score is? Regardless of the score. Well, it depends on how Lombardi's playing. I mean, if they're in a commanding lead, sure. I mean, 21-7, to I keep Lombardi in there. I, I, I would stay with the hot hand until something, if Lombardi is your guy and something catastrophic happens. So you wouldn't have a, uh, have a plan to go in, like, we're going to get this guy a series or two in the second no, quarter or anything like that? I don't think so. Not in the first game against Rutgers. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, if you're not going to do it against Rutgers, I guess what other game are you going to do it in, right? But yeah, you can't you can't do it to, to possibly lose the game. But the problem is, if you're almost losing to Rutgers, I don't know how well your quarterback's playing. So I think there's a number of things to look at. I, I think whoever your starter is though needs to get a truly fair look in that game and not you know 
But yeah, if you're almost losing the Rutgers and he's not playing well, and if you're pounding Rutgers, one of those guys ought to play. So really, probably in any scenario, one of those guys ought to play. All right, next one from Corey. If Trump wins the election, will Graham lead a militia called Gran Torino gatekeepers in a plot to kidnap him, boat him to the middle of Lake Lansing, and throw him overboard with nothing but a Snoopy floaters till the swimmer's itch causes him to agree to resign? <laughs> does Lake Lansing have swimmer's itch? I know, like Lake Leelanau does. Swimmer's itch. You ever had swimmer's itch? I have not. It sucks, man. It you got to tell off fast in certain places. It's, it's not fun. It's, uh, it's not cool. We're actually going to Leland uh, today. And um, would not, not swim, swim in Lake Leland. What's uh, swimmer's itch? It's, yeah, it's just it? something that's in the water. I don't know. It's like, a, yeah, yeah. Something that's in the water. Because when I used to go as a kid, I had friends up there, or a friend up there used to vacation. We'd go visit for a little while. My dad and I, and they, their house backed into Lake Leelanau. We were a couple blocks from Lake Michigan. We would always only swim in Lake Michigan. After a couple incidents with swimmer's itch. So if you get herpes, you can just claim it's swimmer's itch? That's, that's why you're scratching. That's you're scratching. the plan. That's yeah, actually a good way to do it. That's actually something more people should do that. Yeah. Trade Stafford, Fire Patricia, Fire Quinn writes in, who would you pick to replace Patricia after the season besides the Chiefs offensive coordinator? Do you think they should give Urban Meyer a call? What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer. I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'm with, I like the enemy idea. To be honest with you, I don't even know any candidates right now. Just get Patricia and Quinn out first. I mean, Urban Meyer a call? I don't know if you do that. Right? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you do? I mean, does he have anything left in the tank? I mean, he's never like coached in the NFL. Fifties, yeah. You're right, but does he want to do? I mean, he's sitting there eating pizza and he's got a headache. I mean, who knows if he's going to go back to the college ranks? Can he do it in the pros? I don't know. It's quite a characterization of the pizza. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like, and that's all you remember pizza uh spread you're not writing his obit pardon johnny writes in you get to pick three former msu athletes from your time covering msu for an all-expense paid trip to vegas who you rolling with Ooh, i don't know who would you um, who would you go with but i mean are these guys still in their prior you know because a lot of these guys are reformed i'm not talking about guys that you covered i'm talking like blake ezor mandrich yeah like some crew from the 80s or 90s andre risen yeah, no. Andre Risen's not doesn't have the money of Draymond Green though. I'd go with guys who are, have a lot of money. But it's all it's all expense paid trip. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but but are the is the gambling's not covered? Okay, you I, think Draymond's just going to break you off yes, like a half mil? Something I don't know. A little bit of money. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> hey Draymond. I was more uh, of talking to like the clubs and stuff after, but yeah. Well, look at me at a club. Like I need a certain crew to enjoy, right? And so it's probably like. Kyle Arns. And, yeah, you're going to need <laughs> ugly guys at a club. Well, he's not ugly either. I, need, I know. That's what I mean. You need to go ugly. Yeah. I need to go. You know, I'd, I'd have fun hanging with like Derek Nix. Paul Davis. He'd be exciting. I don't, I don't know about that. I, Keith Appling, you never know. Get into. Um, that's <laughs> Well, you want to make sure you come back from Vegas. I like Keith, I should say. Um, this, this is a great question. I, I you know, I would... Uh, it would not be Tum Tum. No. Not not enough fun. Unless you're had. going to Bible study camp in Vegas. Yeah. But Dray I'd want one dude with some money. So Draymond would but probably why, is, do that. why do you automatically think this player is just gonna just break you off some cash? Because all I mean, all expenses in Vegas doesn't cover everything. It really doesn't. I would want some help here and there. I'd want to be rolling because the type of stuff. But if you your expenses are paid, you take that money into your bankroll. Okay. It's a great question. We can though. go till four. Evelyn's yeah. on till four. We can keep doing this. 
Screw it. Uh, Spartan Johnny up next. Graham is approached by Gannett uh, that he has one story left to write, and for his last story, he will receive $1 into his bank account for each click. Knowing he could retire from this opportunity and burning bridges was okay, what story would Graham tell? Have an oi noi weekend, gents. Appreciate you, Spartan That's a pretty Johnny. good question. It's a great question. It's actually a really strong question. Um, I've got one I won't share yet unless it doesn't work that I'm working on. Um, but I don't know if it would set those sort of records, but it might do well. That I'm hoping to run the next couple weeks. We'll see. Mm, tease. But I think you'd have to go with the Hondo Carpenter story and his relationship with MSU Athletics. <laughs> I mean, I, if you really oh, went God. deep there and his relationships with the coaches, with Joel Ferguson, with how it happened, why this guy had the access he did, why he was <laughs> – and who he is and how he got there, the full Monty, right? You just really lay it all out there. Mm-hmm. The Hondo Carpenter story. If I've got one story left to go at a dollar a click, mm-hmm. it's the Hondo Carpenter story. I got 50 bucks on that. I'm in. Uh, Spartan Johnny uh, writes in, what are the chances we can get Izzo on the ESPN Plus show detail? Would be great to hear him break down a game in the format of that show. Yeah, I mean, that is a cool show. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know how who gets on it and how they get selected but durant's done it right it was kobe's Kobe, thing. that was yeah. pretty cool yeah it was really cool and um kobe did a great job with it i actually really like listening to him do that um and Izzo would be i mean if, if you've ever one of the things i if you've ever had Izzo or one of his coaches describe their defense to you in detail it's it's kind of interesting and it lets you know just how much goes into what he does and why he is where he is and and there's a I mean, why he doesn't play zone and all that stuff, and that would be interesting to see him break that down. Um, the Syracuse game people. could he break that game down? Well, often that did not. Yeah, that would. Yeah. No. yeah. No. Uh, Ryan Rockwell up next. Jason, can we get some Van Halen for the bumper music? R.I.P. Eddie the Goat. Graham, any idea which teams in the Big Ten are for real besides OSU? This feels like the first year I don't know a thing about any team, MSU included. Yeah. And I think part of that is none of us, you know, usually you go off and you buy preview magazines or you're paying attention to it at a certain point in the summer. And none of us really did that. It was like, yeah, this season's not happening. I was sure of it. And then it wasn't happening. And um, so I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention either. I, You know, I, I don't know because Minnesota's got, you know, you look in teams that have guys opt out, have an opt in. Rondell Moore opted back in for Purdue. Like things like that make teams more interesting than they were. Uh, before Penn State, I think could be a little overrated. I think they've got their programs further along than MSU, but I don't think they've got much of the wideout position. For example, Indiana is the team, and it's dangerous to bet on Indiana. But if you want a team that Vegas may be slow to, that has a chance to be really good this year, I think Indiana has a chance to finish second in the Big Ten East. I think they're that potentially good. Uh, Danny Boy up next. What are the chances that Jason, not Graham, parlays this gig into a more lucrative media opportunity <laughs> in the future? i.e. who has more star power well first you need to take lucrative out of anything involving media opportunity so for you maybe for anybody i don't know unless you're these guys on espn that get paid an enormous amount of money to do nothing but well you can make a good middle class living in media is that lucrative i don't know i would use the word lucrative i just yeah yeah yeah. more lucrative than this uh yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I I can't imagine anything more lucrative than than this, than this show. Um, Absolutely. No, I would say Jason has. I would put the show like this. 
We are both essential. Because, and we discovered this somewhere along the way, like me on my own, I, I kind of sucked to listen to. I really do. I'm kind of awful. And so when I would be somebody else filling in. That's pretty harsh. If somebody else filling in, I'd be like, oh, this really, I really need Jason to sort of counter me <laughs> a little bit. Mm. But I've also heard Jason on his own. And, it, it, you know, I come in, he's like in deep sweat. He's like, where were you? I had 10 minutes on my own. It was awful. Well, first of all, I had I almost shit my pants well, that during that once. day. Yeah, and I true. looked up at the clock and I had nine minutes to go. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it. So I'm sweating and I'm trying to talk about something. And I just lost my mind. Yeah, these guys that do the show by themselves, period. with it's no, amazing work. Not even producer involvement i just don't first of all i've never really liked any show with that kind of format you know the jim rome format or the rush limbaugh format i just of one guy talking the whole time you have to have some sort of interaction it's crazy uh danny boy up next uh when you are trashing the belichick coaching tree don't forget that nick saban is in that tree too his dolphin stint wasn't very good but he is in the conversation as the goat for college football coaches and and the, the bottom line with nick saban is nick saban wanted the Dolphins to sign Drew Brees. And if he did, Alabama's might still be shit because he wouldn't have been at Alabama. He would have stayed at, at, at Miami. Mm-hmm. And he only left for that reason. He saw – and so all of Drew Brees is done with Sean Payton could have been done with Nick Saban. And so I don't even look at Nick Saban's career as a failure. He he didn't have the quarterback. He saw the guy he wanted. He wanted him. They weren't, He wasn't able to get him because of his ownership. And so he left. And, and that's a simple – simplification of what happened but so i don't blame him i think yeah you're right he is part of that belichick tree that was and uh, i don't you're right saban is in in his own has his own amazing tree at this point but saban in the conversation for the goat for college football coaches i mean no he is the goat right of all time right yeah yeah, because i consider modern in the conversation means that's fringe you don't know no he's the best right because here's the bottom line any of the coaches coached before like 1987 mostly we're just running the goddamn veer and they just had better players. That didn't make you a great coach because you could recruit and everybody went there. You had 120 guys in your roster. You had better people. You had a great running back and you ran the veer. I, I just don't see how that makes you a great – football was not that complex until a certain point. And you just – I mean, I grew up in that era. We, I went 8-0 on a seventh-grade football team because we had my buddy Marcus Jackson playing running back. And we had some other good players for seventh graders, but we had a dude who could run. And that's what you did back then. We gave him the ball – and we all celebrated. And that's what football was until about 1990. Danny Boy, with this one, do you think that uh, but for President McPherson, Saban would have stayed for many more years as suggested by Lynn Henning? If so, would MSU have won a natty with him? This is another good question from Danny Boy. Uh, my understanding of this, and Saban, will, I mean, Saban does not like McPherson. He, he got, he'll tell you he got screwed by McPherson a little bit in terms of things that were promised him. I think he would have stayed. He did not. He tried to come back. He did not really want to go to LSU. I don't think his wife really wanted to go to LSU. I don't think he would have stayed forever, but I think you would have gotten the LSU years, maybe at Michigan State, another five years. And where they were, if you look at the strength of that program physically at the end of 99, and what they were even in 2000, they didn't have an offense, and Charles Rogers wasn't eligible, but they, they, they were pretty physically there. They lost like 14 nothing to Michigan. I mean, their defense was phenomenal. I... I, I think they would have had a, a couple more years where they were really competing for a Big Ten title. I don't know if they won a national title, but that would have been a different program. Yep. Does Saban hate McPherson more or COVID? 
Oh, McPherson. Oh, wow. By far. Mark Amachi up next. Every year, Ohio State has a game they just don't bother playing. Purdue, Iowa in the last two. Who is it this year? Illinois, week before Michigan yeah. State. I'm telling you, it's Illinois. Yeah, I, I don't so. know that Illinois is going to be that good, but Illinois is going to be the team that they're, they're going to... Could, could it be Nebraska? The, the, pro, the problem with openers is nobody gets overlooked in openers, right? And uh, I'm not saying it couldn't. I'm, I'm skittish of the 18, minus 1,800 that Dominic talked about earlier, but I don't I don't think so. All right, next from Mark. Uh, where geography will Tucker be strong in recruiting? Can MSU overcome the Blackwell stain now that D'Antonio has left? Yeah, I don't. The, the, the beauty of changing coaches is I don't think the Blackwell and D'Antonio thing carries with Tucker. I don't think that's at all. Uh, part of this deal, and I don't think, I don't think D'Antonio's, you know, D'Antonio. I think history is going to remember very fondly, but this is a totally new guy, and I don't think it'll, you know, he'll have to prove his own recruiting, and there will be some people who say there's some limitations at Michigan State. It'll be up to him to to uh, to prove otherwise. All right, next one from Derek. What's the good word out of MSU football camp? Who will surprise? Will the O line continue to blow? Yeah, I. <laughs> The offensive line, I think, has a chance, and I've said this before in other years, and they really have been beset by injuries. But it is a pretty veteran group with some young players that the previous regime was high on. So I think there's a chance it comes together. What I'm waiting to see from that offensive line, though, is when they play a good Big Ten team, can they hold their own and run the football? We haven't seen that since they put that drive together against Iowa in 2015. So, you know, it's been a long time. Um I want to see them put together a drive on the largely on the ground against a good Big Ten team, uh, a Michigan and Iowa a team like that, and and um, we'll see. I, and and at this point, I think we're, we're, we know what Michigan State football. Uh, well, we don't know much about. We just wait for a game at this point. I think we're all kind of there. We've reached the point of, of waiting waiting for a game. Should we take a break now? We're almost up against the out. Should we take a break and come back for Andrew? Uh, what do you want to do? We really can't until the top. I mean, if. We do it now. It takes us to the top of the hour and that whole nonsense. So okay, we should, can we, should we go keep right going? And then after two o'clock, we can all right do it. Now. We will do that. Uh, Andrew Gote up next. Have your interviews with Coach Tucker given any more insight on expectations for this season? I'm assuming he's a bit more open than Coach D was. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was good in in my one on one with him, uh, and that that article is up at lsj.com. Um, and he was interesting, and uh, you know, I think. He's going to try to be open. He's, he hasn't been great in Zoom interviews, um, and I, he's just, that's just not a format where he's you know he doesn't know everybody yet. It's hard to know. I, he just he's pretty good one on one. But Mark D'Antonio was good one on one, you know, and he could be decent in press conferences. I had a couple really good interviews with Mark D'Antonio on one on one over the years. Um, so, and, and, but I, it's possible that Tucker's going to be more open to that stuff more often. We'll see. Um, in terms of insight and expectations, you know, he one thing he talks about, he is not trying to lower expectations. He thinks they'll be there either way. He thinks it's a waste of time to do so. It's interesting talking to a couple other coaches, though, and if you read between the, the leaves where you think they might be in a little bit of trouble here and there. The tight ends coach, um, Ted Gilmore, is also along with um, Harlan Barnett, who's the uh, corners coach. When you listen to those guys talk about guys and compare to years or what they are right now, just reading the tea leaves, having listened to a lot of coaches, I think both those guys know there, there could be some struggles, at least at, at those positions. Next one from Andrew. What does Coach Tucker have to do this season to totally lose the fan base? What would you consider outperforming the hype? To lose the fan All right, so Bull for Trump? 
what would what would happen for for him to to lose to lose you to think this guy's not the guy? Mm. I, it would have to just be every game the team's just not following orders. I mean, just a lot of bad penalties. I don't know. It's impossible to totally lose a fan base with this season. Yeah, the I first think year guy. It's just not possible. I think things could go really badly to the point that at the end of the year you're like, I don't know if this guy's going to be the guy, but yeah. I don't want to think that yet. I think you could. It's too think, weird of a year to do that. But yeah, and it would take a lot of things going wrong. It would take to me. It would take things looking disorganized a lot, mm. and that's you know just like really dumb mistakes and and really just not a team that looks. And I just don't think you'll see that. This guy's coached under too many good people. He's yeah. been a head coach for one year that was comp- had a couple good competitive wins at, at, at Colorado. Uh, he's been an NFL, um, and that's one of the things he talked about his time at Jacksonville, the Jaguars, just being those five games as interim head coach. When the team knows you're probably not going to get the job and you're not going to make the playoffs and the owner just sold the team and like getting people to play for you then. If you can do that, you can do this at the college level. To outperforming the hype, uh, outperforming the hype to me is he wins one of, you know, they, they finish above 500 and they win one of the games against Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State. Um, that would, I think, put people in a really, really good mood around Michigan State. All right, next one from Andrew. Uh, which is more interesting uh, team to watch this season, MSU Hoops or MSU Football? I think they're both interesting. Uh, but the basketball team is going to be, I, I think, sort of a fascinating roster. We, we don't know who the point guard is going to be. We don't know how that's all going to come together. We don't know 100% what Joey Hauser is. There's a lot of hype around him. Um, they've got a big guy in Matty Sasuko that, that looks – to be very interesting, I, I think the basketball team is going to be um, the most more interesting to watch. But that really depends on the season. But my guess would be hoops. All right, next one from Andrew. How are you guys going to be covering game day for Spartan football? How will it affect your coverage of the game? Uh, the, the the way we'll do the games are um, like from what I understand, we'll be in the press box at Spartan Stadium, and we'll do everything from there. Like the post game will be a bunch of Zoom links. Uh, the and once we're up there, we're sort of up there, spread out, masks, that sort of thing. Um, and so that that's that's how it'll be done. It'll be be very different than than other years, and it will affect things because you won't have certain abilities to automatically get the guy you want or have things separate. It, it, there will be some things that are are different, but uh, that's nobody's fault. Andrew, with this one, thoughts on Le'Veon to KC? I don't know. What do you think of this? Well, it's great for Kansas City, and I love the reports yesterday. It was down to three teams, the Dolphins, Bills, and Kansas City. And it, I'm like, why would he, t- first of all, choose Miami or the Buffalo Bills? If you have a chance to go to Kansas City and win another Super Bowl back-to-back, I mean, why wouldn't you go to Kansas City? A guy with Andy Reid that can utilize you the way you want to be utilized. I mean, it was an easy decision, in my opinion. To me, it depends. unless you were really looking to put up numbers, which I don't know at this point in his career he's looking to do, ah. then you might go to Buffalo because you're on a chance to be on a winning team and – um, a team that's you know on the rise a little bit and and be the guy. It's cold. You're going to split it in Kansas City. Split the carries, but you're going to get. They're going to use you well. That offense is innovative. Um, you're going to get a chance to sort of change the reputation of you on a because in the beauty of the NFL is there are no big markets, small markets like Kansas City is as big as any market right now. They have Mahomes. 
that the people pay attention to them every week. They're going to be national games all the time. And Le'Veon can't Le'Veon in the locker room in Kansas City. No. Whereas if you went to Miami or Buffalo, he could do that. I mean, this yeah. is a Super Bowl winning team where he's just going to have to find his role. So I think it's great for both sides. Agreed. Terrible if you own Edwards Hilaire in fantasy football. Yes. Next one from Andrew. Have you heard about Bill Burr's controversial SNL monologue? What do you think about it? Are the reactions reasonable or are they overreactions? Do you watch it? I did. I'll let you. I'll let what woke couch go first. Woke couch didn't did, did not mind it. Um, you did not mind. No, it. No, no. Woke couch. So there's some not. things that bothered you in it, or no, no. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, did you know? I mean, I, here's the thing about Bill Burr and c- comedy is supposed to be edgy. It's supposed to push things. We've got to allow comedians. We can't be offended by everything. And com- now, if Bill Burr was a senator, that monologue might have some issues. But he's not. And if you turn on Saturday Night Live or you turn on a comedy special, and he didn't say something, not everything he said there was entirely wrong. Um, but it, but mostly, if, if you, you have to be able to let, I mean, that's what art is. You, know? we, you, can't, you just can't be offended by people pushing the envelope all the time. And, and Saturday Night Live knew that bringing him on. I mean, that's who he is. And what do you I, I watched the eight and a half minutes version of it, and I just didn't see, I don't even know what was up for debate, what was offensive. I know he used the bitches talked about white women or something like that yeah i mean this, see yeah. nothing offends me that's no. why it's, it's bad to ask me i mean if i mean I just, you know yeah if, i mean it was andrew dice clay not allowed to happen anymore like what i mean no, what, hell no 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 probably not. there'll be a, never be another <laughs> dice but, but we used to get we, we get offended by like the chris rock line okay about um oj simpson and, and nicole brown simpson mm-hmm. where he says you know this was not some waiter this was her boyfriend and this is OJ's house and this thing. And he goes, he was driving his, my, his Ferrari. He goes, I'm not saying I would have killed her, but I understand. And he kept doing that routine. Like, I'm not sure that wouldn't today just offend the shit out of people. And in 1997, I've got snot coming out of my nose listening to it. And it's not that they, our minds don't change. There are absolutely, I do occasionally watch shows or movies from like 06 today. And I go, ooh, that's, that just doesn't, didn't All age the family. Well. Well, on the family, you kind of know it, but there are even like little jokes, little so things. What? So don't watch it. I just we we cater to the, the masses you. of just for people that get offended by anything and that they don't even understand, if, they'll be offended. If you're offended by Bill Burr, then, then I mean you're wasting your time. Yeah, that's not somebody you need to worry about being offended by. If if it's somebody you vote for, who says that, or says something that really offends you, well then that's different. He works for you, or she works for you. All right, next one from Andrew. Jason, will you be watching the Lions on Sunday? Are you torn at all, or are you on board with me that losing out is the best thing this team can do to salvage its future? I will be watching, and hopefully they win so they can give another game ball to Sheila Hamp Ford, and they sign an extension in the postgame. Yeah, I am. I definitely am going to watch until they're ma- mathematically eliminated from everything, but I, I am, I'm not torn. I'm pissed. And we talked about it last week, of you know, two weeks ago, that I have to watch my favorite team and root for them to lose because I don't want the coaching staff to come back or ruin our draft status. So we're going to be driving back from Leland, which is nice because I'll have it on the radio. Um, I think Dan Miller, like Dan, that's a good question. I, you know, because now that I look at it, I don't think the car we have of the NFL on Saturday Night Radio, so it'll be a local radio, which the lines are on all over the state. Um, just give me a call. I'll do play-by-play. No, which no, it's healthy for me though. I like listening to a game when I've got something else. Like I'm not wasting my set. I have to drive home anyway, so I might as well have the game on. And 
that and I got both hands on the wheel, I can't even live bet it, which is healthy too. So there are lots of good things about this Sunday. Alex James up next. Why can't Michigan State football sustain for five years what Ohio State has done for 25 years? What would it take? And do you and who do you and who do I make the checkout to? Oh, yeah, to pay for that. Who do I? Okay. Well, they did for five years almost that. I mean, if, if you go really six years, you go 2011, or sorry, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that's a really good run. That six years is a very Ohio State, State-like six years. You had a playoff appearance. You had a, a Big Ten championship win over Ohio State. They beat Ohio State twice. They beat Ohio State to get to the playoff. They played in an epic game in 14 where JT Barrett was better than he ever was again. They were really good in 11 and lost that game to Russell Wilson. Like To me, that rise, that whole period, that they were, they've were they been there, and they had that year where they didn't have a quarterback but I, and, and, and 12, but I, you know they, they've been there. Doing that again is what's going to be really hard. All right, let's do one more. We'll hit a break here. Alex James, what are your our two lovely co-host favorite horror films? Uh, you got one? No. I so, don't I don't like horror films. I don't like them either. either. But if I had to a watcher in the woods, it's and I talked to somebody a couple weeks ago an adult who agrees with me. I think it's rated G, Disney movie. It will freak you out. Saw it as a 10-year-old was like G kept me up for weeks. Saw it at 18 was like, "Dang, I'm still scared of that." Saw it at 24, still terrified. Haven't watched it in 16 years. It and it it's about this this uh this group of friends years ago that are joining this club and they're they're doing this ring around the rosy ceremony during a an eclipse and a storm and this bell falls and this girl disappears and uh, this girl, this other family moves into the house next to her mom and she's sort of possessed by this. Oh my! I, I'm getting my my the 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 hairs on my are just standing up. It's it's but incredible. What year was this movie? When did it come out? I must have been seventies. Okay, so it was G rated back then. Yeah, now yeah. It would that not thing be, would be yeah. like you know rated R. Yeah, I would not show it to any kid under ten because it it was nightmares at ten for me for for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit a break. All right, we'll be right back. Catching the roof. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi, sip on handcrafted cocktails, or one of 46 beers on tap? Take your game day or date night to Casket Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30, 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casket Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Great to be with you, Michael Patrick. You're the show I would want to be on. Forget those other ones. Michael Patrick, it's always a pleasure to be on the air with the King of the Airways. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> That's a very good question. Those are all great questions. Good morning. Thank you. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Come enjoy irresistible, award-winning, handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at Groovy Donuts. Surprise your family or coworkers with special holiday designs and flavors, or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order. Birthdays, weddings, gender reveals, our friends at Groovy Donuts are your answer. Experience the Groovy Donuts difference for yourself on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com. 
The Drive with Jack Ebling. Deputy Athletic Director Alan Haller, Michigan State, based on all the coaches. How is Mel Tucker different from every one of them? I'll just say he's unique. He has the ability to communicate to people very, very well and, and different people and using different types of communication style. I mean, he blew me personally away in the interview. I'm like, wow. The Drive with Jack Ebling. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern or anytime on demand at SpotlightMediaStudios.com. You're listening to Couch in the Room. Put it on already on the TV. SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. All right, Graham Couch, Jason Nick, Couch in the Room. Uh, heard from one um, listener that the. The Spotlight Radio app wasn't working earlier. I don't know if it's just because we started the show late, but the uh, Couch in the Rube app is working. I just checked it. So get us there, and, and the show will be available right after the show uh, as well. And, um, you know, I'll tweet out the links and, and all that good stuff. So uh, going to get back to our Groovy Donut Twitter questions. A reminder, Groovy Donuts open 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. All sorts of Halloween special donuts each weekend through the month of October. Go to GroovyDonuts.com. You have to special order them there. Definitely worth it. Uh, go to either location to pick them up. Groovy uh, at uh, Lake Lansing Road in East, in East Lansing or on Grand River Avenue in Williamston. Go to GroovyDonuts.com. All right, Jason, you ready? Yeah, David Jackson, I'm next. Do you think Malik Hall uh, has the foot speed and ability to play a wing position? I fear that if he's a four, we really have too many guys on the roster for the available minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they, their hope is he can play some of the the, the three. Um, I also think they're thinking they may use Hauser and go small at the at the five, and and um, you know, I also think offensively you might play Hall at the five, and defensively Hauser is the way you would do that to best do what they usually do in their offense. Uh, but but that's a, a a good question and how they make those guys all fit. I think Malik Hall is going to be a really uh, big part of things this year and moving forward. And and um, and we'll see if he's taking some more steps. But he, he's he's a they're going to want him on the floor. That, but that's what's interesting about this MSU team too. I think the best five guys sometimes might not be your best five, and they're going to have to find those. What I mean by that is your best combination, your best lineup. And so the the five guys you would look at as the best individual five players may not make the best team, and they're going to have to figure out how to make that work. Next from David, am I being foolish for thinking that a normal progress for last year's MSU freshman offensive lineman plus the healthy return of Jarvis and Akuri means the line will be far better than Graham Couch expects? It's possible. It's well, We have reached the point, Jason, I think, where you have to see it to believe it. Like I, I, I have overhyped, not overhyped, but I've thought maybe this is the year, like four straight years. I just haven't seen it in so long, and, and a lot of these guys are the same dudes. I've got to see it to believe it. That's all it is. Next one from David. If we can get Fox Sports and ESPN apps to be available on our phones, is there even a need to have cable TV? Well, you have to have some sort of thing to sign in on them. Uh, but you can get ESPN, I guess, separately. Um, Fox, Fox Sports app is complete ass. I tried watching the baseball game on the TV in the bedroom yeah. that we don't have cable in, and it's just Doesn't really do glitchy. Much. And just it's the the delay is what kills yeah. cutting the cord. We and- talked about it before. And on on your phone, it's, I've seen it's not so bad. I think I think BTN games are there. I'm not watching a game on my phone. 
You don't ever watch games on your phone? No, hell no. I do Not that time. I care about. And I mean, if we're on like a road trip or we're going to Illinois or something, yeah, if yeah. I have nothing else, but I'm not going to. Yeah. No, maybe iPad or something. But no. Yeah, but he's talking about on, on our phones. If, if you're good on your phones, uh, I mean, you're good. If, if But in terms of cable, I mean, cable's still king. It's just, it's just better. You would sit there for three hours and hold your phone and watch. Well, I set game. it up. Yeah, and I do other things. Yeah, I set it up. Oof. I mean, it's close to me. It's no different than a than Call a me old school, but I like it when back in the day. <laughs> yeah, your tube upstairs, your tube TV. You had to get up to change the channel. It's big console TV in a wood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next from David. In retrospect, was Graham's introduction to Lansing State Journal readers with his column called Couch on Fire Unwise as it alienated many readers into thinking Graham was a return to coverage by writers who actively disliked MSU, such as Steve Klein and Todd Schultz. I don't remember Steve being that anti-MSU. Todd was tough on MSU. Now, it was a time it was easy to be tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know what? The thing about that, it wasn't really, it was, a, it was a blog, and it was replacing Joe's Hey Joe, so they were coming up with a, a different era, and it went up for a couple years, and I, I still remember the meeting. Like, my dad had come up with that idea and I thought we were, I was saying it as a joke. My editors loved it. And the people who were most upset by it, though, were people at MSU who don't like that perception of the school as being, you know, it was like insensitive to the riots. And what's funny is so many things have happened at MSU since then that nobody and their brother is going to complain about a Couch on Flyer Fire blog as of like 2016. But in 2012, it was offensive. But does Todd Schultz get a bad rap? I mean, he's mentioned in, in our questions frequently but as someone that likes to read when the team's playing bad as like a lions fan i would like you know whoever covers the team to kind of rip their shit a little bit i don't mind it yeah no i I, he was good at that and he was fearless and he wrote some really good columns i've gone back through and read some of his stuff because i'll run into it here and there doing other things every once in a while i think having remembered a situation being but boy that eh, i don't know if it needed that like there was a little the edge was a little little hard a little sharp went full monorail (laughs) but but he was good, and uh, I don't think he was – and a lot of what he wrote was was probably deserved. All right. Uh, Raymond Chain's up next. Although Rutgers is something of the, the glass jaw of the Big Ten, one must recall two years ago MSU barely beat them, and last year's 27 to nothing shutdown wasn't impressive. Wouldn't a 49-0 pulverization be a sign of more dynamic offense to come? It's hard to say. Cause if you overmatch somebody, and I don't know what Rutgers is, sometimes it's not. Um, like the team in 2016 was a three and nine team that was struggling and, and just put one on them. I'll say this: if it's 49 nothing, you, you it, it sort of shifts your baseline. You know they're not playing at the very bottom of the Big Ten. You say, okay, they're at least going to be a a competitive team. And there are things we'll be able to take from the game, regardless in terms of how you know how the offense looks, how receivers look. Uh, I think there are some things we'll be able to take from it. But it, it'll be hard till week two to really see how. Uh, how real things are. Next one from Raymond. Do Division One colleges scout community college baseball and basketball? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are guys from Lansing Community College playing at University of Michigan and Michigan State baseball and and basketball. Obviously, it's 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 done a lot. If there's talent, pretty much anywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. And in yeah. the community college baseball has some advantages, and I can't remember all the rules with the with the with the baseball draft now that make it smart for guys to go there. All right, next up is Tyler. How many points would the Rams need to hang on the 49ers to insult them, uh, like using the word Garofalo? <laughs> P's, not F's. God damn it. <laughs> like, I like this game, and I like uh, I like the Rams. If the Rams win by four touchdowns all year, it's Garofalo. That's fair. I think so. Uh, the Banks with this one. D- uh, D'Antonio, 
didn't like processing kids. Tucker would seemingly be more open to it. But what do you think his general philosophy on it is? I, I don't know what this question means. Do you? Didn't like processing kids. Like kids who process things? Kids who... I don't really understand. Processing, what, I, uh, I don't know. The processing, I don't know if you didn't mean that. I, I, and, and the bank, I'd love to know more about this word and what you mean here. Write in, ask the question again, we'll get into it because... Um, I don't, I don't want to comment on something I just have no idea about. Ryan Allen, left Twix or right Twix? Well, both for couch. I mean, come on. Mm. And the yeah. wrapper. The wrappers. I mean, yeah, the wrapper. There's usually some good chocolate left in the wrapper, you know? Yeah. I just, you need to smoke weed once. It'd be hilarious. Hans Jurgen up next. How do I convince my wife to screw me? P- promise to leave after. Probably enjoy that. <laughs> next. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, what do you want us to give it from experience here? We're not going to give away our secrets. Yeah, right. Uh, Hans Jurgen with this one. I know this is supposed to be a relevant college football season, but could anything happen that would be disconcerting about the future of MSU football? Such as what if the, we lead the Big Ten in penalties or turnovers, or the team quits on the field? Sorry, I'm still scarred from the JLS years. Yeah, no. I mean, it would take something big, you know, where the walk out. I mean, I don't see that happening. Um, or you know, penalties would be concerning, but not, you know, if they're playing with an edge and they're playing, you know, they're just a little too aggressive. I don't know that that will be something that if they don't quit. I I would say if, if if the team sort of gives in, that would be a little concerning. But it might also be, I've seen teams with good coaches that just don't have in a given year give in, and that's not necessarily the character of the program. I think we'll know it when we see it. We'll say, boy, this doesn't look great if that were to happen. And this is, there's some stuff here that we got some questions about about this operation, but I, I don't, you know, I, I, predicting that seems strange. It's just not a year where I think that's A, going to be fair to the people running the show, and B, well, I don't even know, I don't think that's going to happen entirely. I, I think they'll be okay. A next one from Hans, if I send enough in enough questions and hot takes, would you broadcast for two hours? Broadcast Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have enough material. Yeah, I, I'd say Tuesdays, we let Hans just come in and read his material. Yeah, just read it. Yeah. Just, we'll give you the two hours. Open the mic and you just... Go. Go. <laughs> Might have to be late at night because that's when Hans is really good. Uh, Jake Hawkins up next. I heard on another podcast. What? Another podcast? Jake, what? Uh, <laughs> there is Tom, no other podcast. That Tom Izzo said Joey Hauser has a chance to be one of the best big men in MSU history. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I wrote this in my column too. Thanks, Jake. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. And but and you, you do, certain things are hyperbole with Izzo. I was like, about to say, is that an Izzoism? Like Izzo compares I mean, the number of people Izzo has compared to pass uh, passing ability to Magic Johnson in the last eight years is like Derek Nix, Draymond Green, Denzel Valentine, Cassius Winston, and uh, you know now Joey Hauser. And so I think that, but but he is supposed to be a good passing big man. And look, he, Izzo is sometimes careful with guys he doesn't know are going to be great. He doesn't want to put too much on them. He thinks a lot of, of Hauser. They did last year. That's why they fought to get him eligible. And now, if you're Michigan State, you got to be glad he di- they didn't because March Madness was canceled. And think about that. If he had been eligible and that team was even better last year and they had had Jody Hauser and he had gone to the NBA draft and you didn't get March, now you got to be grateful they turned down that waiver. All right, next one from Jake. What other Big Ten basketball teams won't really benefit from not having fans in the stands? Well, Purdue's hurt, Michigan State's hurt. Everybody's hurt. It's such a big lift when you're home. I, the ones that aren't are the Penn State's that don't get great home court advantages, the Northwesterns. Um, I don't know. Are those the only two that don't have pretty good home courts? I would say those are the two that are really are really hurt. All right, next or one. Or aren't really hurt. 
Next one from Jake. Uh, over under the number of games Josh Lankford plays this season at 20. That's what he put. Well, here's the thing. He has the sort of injury that if it happens again, he's not playing at all. I don't know that they're planning to rest him at all. So I, and it's not like you can take the under. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. So I'm going to go over. Uh, next one from Hawk. How do you like that MSU football is going to use multiple running backs instead of just one workhorse running back? They've done that quite a bit. I, you know, We'll see whether they stick to that. I think if one guy is better than others, if it's Elijah Collins, they'll go with it. Um, but you also want to keep a guy fresh. You want to keep him healthy. Uh, you don't want to wear him down. I, you know, but you want, yeah, you want your best back out there though when it matters. I, I also am not a huge fan of doing it for the sake of. Like to me, a lot of times when you see it, it's because there isn't a lot of separation and nobody's great. If Elijah Collins separates himself, he ought to be out there. Next one from Jake with games being getting postponed. Do you think karma is happening to the Big Twelve, ACC, and SEC for playing football this fall? I think science is happening, and uh, there, there, a lot of those programs are in hotbeds of COVID, and um, it's just a really transmissible disease. And and uh, you know, that's and people why are listening to guys like Dan Mullen more than others. Yeah, let's pack the stadium. <laughs> Jesus, oh boy. Next one from Jake. How do you like Zoom calls and press conferences with MSU coaches? Does the germaphobe in you prefer that rather than typical in-person press conferences? No, because even in in-person, you, you can a coach can read the room. It, it's just better for them. It's it one-on-one. I don't mind Zoom, but press conferences, Zoom. I mean, this whole year it's gonna be very hard to have interesting stories that come out of settings we previously got them. There are other ways to do it, but um, I, I don't I don't enjoy all this. Next one from Jake. When talking about when you got pissed on earlier this week, <laughs> it wasn't like the scene in American Pie 2 when the same thing happened to Stifler, was it? So I, I'm trying to remember American Pie 2 when he gets peed on. Where is he when he gets peed on? Do you remember that movie? Shit, I don't remember. Yeah. No, it's, I, um, I have no idea. I mean, those are movies you kind of watch once and you don't. Oh, know. I think it was like a party and he went outside underneath the deck, something like that. Yeah. I mean, th- these guys are peeing off like the a front a deck on a front of a house and i was on the sidewalk walking back carrying more beer for the party like a 24 pack or something and all of a sudden i felt that i might have even hit my cheek now that i think about it i know i hit my coat i, I remember oh here we go it was not great next, next week it hit the tongue it did not I hit the tongue. So i was bit. not i was not happy it's I, sterile right i can still i can still hear my friend's voices going oh shit it's graham <laughs> like, like they were terrified i mean you go to an art school and you're a sports fan it's great because you become the big bad bully real quick. All right, next one from Jake. Best neighborhood around the Lansing area where you went trick-or-treating at when you were a kid. I don't know. How about you? We always went around the Waverly area. so Where you lived, right? Yeah. Yeah, same with us. I mean, we, we lived in a pretty good neighborhood for it, so that's where we went, west side neighborhood and a mile west of Lansing. But see, when we moved to Rochester, I was still 15, which was kind of the fringe range, and we did end up going to the bigger neighborhoods. To do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, expecting the big candy. So you bars. went, you went still at fifteen. Yeah, that's a little old. Yeah, it was very old, but you know. See, were you dressed up at least? Uh, I think so. See, this is where I get my. This I, think is where I, I think I went out as something, but yeah, this, I, I was a young fifteen. This is where my mom is a badass. My mom will tell the most intimidating teenager in the world that he's got to like sing a song if he doesn't have a <laughs> doesn't have a costume on. You know, like she will get it out of. Maybe don't just, do that this year. Uh, yeah, yeah no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, last year we did, it was eighth grade. I think I went his butthead with a buddy as Beavis and butthead in eighth, yeah. eighth grade. The problem with that is the forehead so large that, so it works perfectly. It, well, <laughs> it doesn't work to the <laughs> eye hole. So we had to put like a hat and it, it's very, it's actually a very dangerous costume to walk around streets. In. 
Uh, next one from Jake. Do you uh, do you guys and your significant others still carve pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns? What's the best one you've ever carved? Do you? We did last year. I'm not artistic in the least. Therese yeah. is uh, the artist of the both of us. So are we might. I don't know. I, I think Maybe we're not. the same here. My wife and I have done it a couple times, not every year. Hers are always these really elaborate things. Mine are like these jagged smiles. Dude, of the, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I got drunk last year and just like <laughs> OJ'd my pumpkin. It just yeah. was a waste of time. Uh, last one from Jake. Are you voting by mail or are you going to go to the polls on November 3rd? What are you doing? Going to the polls. Me too. To um, a couple reasons, but um, I'm a little a little bit um, a little PTSD from 2016 when I voted absentee. But also, I like when I'm watching – I love election night usually, and I when I'm watching – the stuff come in at night and they're talking about races. I want my vote to count in those in the analysis that night. I know that your absentee vote counts. I know your mail-in vote counts, but I don't know if they'll get to it that day. And I want the analysis that evening to include my vote, and that's why I'm going that Just day. as an aside here, I saw Dan Kilbridge last night tweet out. He was watching. He had two TVs set up, <laughs> one Trump, one Biden. He was watching is, he bigger, is he a bigger political nerd than you? I was like. So he does, and he's he does those daily betting blogs. Oh, so he gotcha. he pays Props. attention to all that stuff, the prop bets. Yeah, because he okay. has to write that for the gambling dot com. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he pays attention anyway. But yeah, it was kind of funny to watch. He's like, this debate is off the rails. Right. It was like two guys, but it wasn't that much different than the original one. All right. Uh, all right. The real upper deck jerk guy. First one from him. How many more teams does the Big Ten need to actually change the name? At what point does the Big Ten not work? 20 teams yeah probably about there does like, anybody care you get to uh, that's you care a, if it's called the big 10 i don't know yeah it's a brand people want that yeah yeah uh next partly one. because all the others big 12 you know big eight i guess they changed from big eight to big 12 but there's yeah, that's a good question yeah what are the chance uh what's the chance that elijah collins le- uh, leads the big 10 in rushing this year i would say very small probably but you know i, I don't know i mean he has a chance to be featured more than some other places I don't know who who's more likely though. I but just based on the offensive line in years past, I would say not high. All right, next one from the jerk guy. What do you fall asleep to? Music, TV, white noise, nothing. How about you? The drive with Jack. Wow. What? I like to be informed before I go to bed. It just rests in my head the all the information. I would uh No. I would uh Jeez, all right. Press pass all stars? <laughs> Is that an audio form yet? Tom's yeah. take. I mean, I can get them all. I I, leave, I, I fall asleep to 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 to, uh, to nothing. I just like I don't play know how my you phone, do that. Play my phone and go to fall. I was like, because my wife's asleep next to me. Right, but I just need a fan on or something. Oh, I do. We have fans. We okay. have, we do. Have, yeah, I have a fan. Full. We have a. I put it up pretty high too. I like I like having that 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 noise in the background. The people that just fall asleep to dead silence, man. Yeah, I get in a hotel room pitch. and I don't like it. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. All right, this one is for the room, but would you exchange four straight Lions Super Bowl victories for four more years of Trump? <laughs> <laughs> you would. Oh, shit. I mean, no. Really? No, nah, I care about this country. That is, that is tell, that's all you need to know. If you're, like, if you're wondering. I'm winking on camera here. Four straight Super Bowl? That's not a fair question. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, yeah. No, man, I can't for the better of the country, yeah. for the children. I'd love to see what you actually where where you actually pulled that lever if it was actually an option. I don't think you have a hard time figuring that out. <laughs> uh, lastly, from the real upper deck, real upper deck jerk guy, how often have you gone commando during the epidemic? I mean, right now. 
Both of us, right? Hell no. I can't go commando. I got old man balls. Yeah, no, I sometimes wear tucked in there. Man. I sometimes wear swim trunks as underwear and then <laughs> don't wear anything else. So it's just sort of laundry day. Laundry day. I've done that. And, and But the first time I did it, I realized how damn comfortable they were. I was like, and I started doing it intentionally a little bit because uh, they're really, really comfortable. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Appreciate all of you guys. Uh, great batch of questions today. Yep. Uh, thank you to uh, couch, uh, couch in the Room. We are Couch in the Room. Thank you to Groovy Donuts. <laughs> Go to GroovyDonuts.com or either of their two locations. Look forward to next week. Game week for Michigan State football. It'll be fun to get in all that. We'll do our Halo Sport hot takes on Monday. Have a great weekend.